everyone, this is Mark Fearborn with the Washburn Review, and you're tuning in to the podcast. This week we're covering the WSGA 2017 President and Vice President election. That is a mouthful. I'm joined today by the Simmons-Weinkoff ticket, specifically Alexis Simmons running for the presidency and Scott Weinkoff running for vice president. Guys, how are you doing? Great to have you here. I'm pretty good. I'm going home this weekend. I'm excited to see my mom. <laughs> Another week of campaigning down, so glad to hear it. We're excited to continue. Yeah, so how has the campaign trail been treating you guys so far? <laughs> you know, honestly, it has been the most incredible experience, regardless of whether we win or lose, it will have been worth it. I've had so many girls reach out to me and say that, you know, seeing other women on campus step up and try to take these leadership positions is really inspiring. And hearing feedback from uh, non-traditional students and commuters, you know, who sometimes feel forgotten on campus is really valuable. Yeah, a lot of students are opening up to us, too. Like, we're getting stories from, you know, people that have battled with depression or, you know, some of the other issues we've had. For sure. And, you know, as you've been having some of those conversations with the students who have, you know, come and spoke with you, um, are there any issues that have come to light beyond those in the platform videos that you guys want to address? Yeah, first, I would say um, addressing non-traditional and transfer students. It's come to uh, our attention that they don't get the same kind of transitioning resources that other students do. You know, recent high school graduates have new student orientation, Woo 101. They have a slew of um, resources to help them transition in from high school. And these other students, they don't get those same opportunities, and they should. So I think that that's one issue that's been brought to my attention that wouldn't that I wouldn't have thought about, and I'm, I'm glad they've spoken up. Yeah. Scott, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, ambassadors for uh, transfer students, uh, to continue off what she was saying, for the students that uh, are transfers so they have somebody to work with, get the resources they need and information they need. I'm glad to hear it. So... Uh, now, listeners, we're going to take a moment, of course, to uh, get on into the platform videos that we had a chance to see this past week as well. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, specifically, I know you guys have had a chance to look at the uh, Surat Henry and Tuthaker Ariaga videos, correct? Yep. Um, how do you think that your platform, You Matter, compares with the other two campaign slogans from those videos. I believe the Surat Henry tickets was uh, um, communicate, cooperate, coordinate, and then the Toothaker Ariaga's campaigns was uh, unite, excite, inform. Is that right? That's correct, Mark. You know, our slogan is you matter, and I think that's unique because, you know, we have a combined experience of nearly seven years on campus. We've been cooperating, communicating, coordinating, uniting, exciting, and informing for seven years combined on campus. And so, um, you know, making sure that students know we're doing it for them because they matter as an individual. I would say that's the biggest difference that I'd like to highlight. Yeah, people in the past that run for WSGA president and vice president have used very similar, you know, three bullet points that they want to do. Like, the main thing that we want to do is make sure every student knows that they matter, whether that be uh, non-traditional students or students that don't feel like they have a voice or ones with sm in smaller organizations as well. For sure. And, you know, as we had a chance to also discuss your experience and your credentials uh, leading up to the election as well. Um, how do you think that uh, the experience of the other two campaigns compares with your experience? 
I feel like my experience on campus in particular differs from the other presidential candidates uh, in the light that I've had extensive experiences on campus and off campus with administration and various community leaders. Um, I've worked with freshmen in the FYE office. I've worked in the library. I have traveled to Iowa and back studying presidential candidates. I've received national recognition for leadership. I've had, you know, multiple jobs working in serious state politics where I'm faced with serious issues and, you know, pressure to understand and pressure to rise to the occasion. And I think those experiences have equipped me better than any of the other candidates, I'm proud to say. For sure. Scott, how does your experience compare with the uh, experience of the other two parties' uh, vice president candidates? <laughs> I've had the opportunity to really build relationships with students from all walks of life in my time at Washburn. And uh, that really sets me apart because I've been here a very long time, <laughs> almost <laughs> feels like <laughs> I've been here forever. But uh, I've really got to know a lot of people through that, like I said, and that takes time to do. So I've reached out to a lot more students than uh, some of the other candidates. For sure. You know, Scott, I'm glad you brought up relationships on campus because I think Washburn is a campus built on relationships, and that's part of what makes the university unique. And, you know, through my experience on campus, I've been able to build relationships with people like Joel Blummel, Sharon Sullivan, Shelley Behrman, Pam Foster, some of the movers and shakers of our university community. So hopefully when we win, I don't have to take the time. I don't have to you know, take the time out of other areas to build those relationships because they've been built and they know me and they know how I think and how I work. And, um, you know, the same can be said for Scott. You've worked, uh, you know, as homecoming chair in Phi Delta Theta, you know, so you've built all those relationships with people in student life and Greek life, you know, so I think we're going to save a lot of time being able to jump right into things. All righty. Well, this is the moment that I'm sure some of our listeners have been waiting for. Let's jump into the issues, specifically talking about how your platform compares with the other campaign's platforms on the issues. Alrighty, so let's get started with guns on campus. How does your approach to this issue differ from the Surat Henry approach and the Toothaker Ariaga approach, and what makes it more effective than theirs? Well, Scott and I have talked a lot about concealed carry on campus because it's not only an issue of campus safety, it's an issue of constitutional right. And that point is made over and over again in these conversations. Um, you know, I think that we have to accept the reality of campus carry. I don't think there needs to be any if, bans, you know, if, ands. Or buts. Or buts about <laughs> it. You got it. And, uh, you know, so one of the things that we look forward to doing that the other candidates have not proposed is an educational um, a voluntary educational opportunity for any campus gun holders, uh, in part sponsored by the veterans on campus, because who better to talk to students about gun safety than people who are intimately familiar with the issue? And hopefully, uh, you know, reaching out to organizations around the community that are NRA-sponsored, for example, and have extensive training that they can help provide the campus, because that's part of our initiative in campus community engagement. So I think we can encourage campus safety while you know, creating a bridge between the two. And I'm uh, really excited to actually be running with Alexa Simmons because she, uh, she is very experienced in this. She works at the State House dealing with these issues all the time, specifically the Campus Carry Act. So, Yes, I'm intimately <laughs> familiar with the, the policies around Campus Carry. So, again, saving time, you know, the my experience in the professional sphere, we won't have to relearn policies. We won't have to 
you know, start from page one to figure and annotate out, you know, what these policies mean, who do we need to talk to, because I've been doing that for the, you know, the last few years. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that hasn't been addressed by any of the other people running is uh, the relationship between the introduction of concealed carry on campus and mental health resources. It's been a promoted fact that our campus resources in responding to mental health issues are not adequate for the university's size and needs. And making sure that we have a comprehensive understanding of concealed carry policy is going to be a part of ensuring that it's the safest environment it can be for stressed out students. Um, you know, we're going to have to combat issues like firearms in dorm rooms, firearms in the village. If you're over 21, you can have a concealed carry weapon in your, vill- in your room at the village. And if your roommate happens to be someone that's gone in for mental help, um, you know, it could be a really traumatizing situation for both students if, uh, you know, adequate reactions and responses aren't taken in, into consideration. You know, if, say, like a uh, mentally ill student or somebody who's just depressed or having suicidal thoughts is aware that a firearm is in uh, their door, maybe their roommate has one, that's when we get into that kind of issue. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, you know, not even that we you know, worry that a student could lash out against anyone else but themselves. And, you know, there's a there's a correlation between presence of firearms and suicide attempts. And in a stressful situation like campus, creating a registry for concealed carry owners, you know, to register with in the university voluntarily, but heavily encouraged, mm-hmm. um, I think is a good way to start combating that issue. Alrighty, so let's move on to another issue now. I think we've very thoroughly covered guns on campus. <laughs> um, let's talk about sexual assaults. How do you think that your platform's approach to sexual assault compares with the other two campaigns? I would say our sexual assault response is uh, naturally going to be more thorough, uh, more re- robust in detail, because I have served as the vice president of STAND, the Women's and Gender Studies Organization. And while I was vice president, uh, one of our focuses was sexual assault reform and policy. And in 2015, when Title IX office was rewriting the policy, you know, we had firsthand uh, experience that we were able to contribute. We had, um, you know, we went through the policy line by line and annotated it and talked about how, you know, each piece of it was going to impact students. So I'm already familiar with it. Scott has been on the other side of things as a man, you know, and seen how the university talks to them about sexual assault. You know, I mean, I'm sure there are some improvements that can be made. As a member of Phi Delta Theta and a former president of IFC, I've had a lot of opportunities to uh, learn through events and speakers uh, here on campus. And also, Wu 101 uh, kind of does some of the ideas that... Uh, our opponents have proposed already. And uh, one of the main issues of this is how we respond to it. And Alexis has been on a lot of boards and stuff. She has a lot of experience in this <laughs> and uh, can't emphasize that enough. And uh, every time, you know, the university or other organizations come up with a subpar solution, she stands up and says, that's not good enough. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. That's, that's really nice. <laughs> Uh, you know, the other groups they have, they have some great ideas for responding to sexual assault on campus, but they're great ideas. Sir Henry and Tuthagarayaga campaigns Mm -hmm. we're talking about. Yep. Uh, However, they're great ideas that have been adopted already. They are, you know, the wheels are already moving on them. 
their election wouldn't change any of the policies they're talking about. There wouldn't be anything to add or contribute because they've already been implemented or are in the process of being implemented. Uh, one of the ideas that Scott and I have is, uh, you know, targeting the problem before students even get to campus. And, you know, that goes along with community outreach and community engagement. We want to take, you know, biology or nursing students and send them out to, you know, area high schools and encourage them to talk about things like consent. What does consent mean? It, you know, what is a healthy relationship? The CDC just came out with a study showing Topeka is a hotspot for STDs, for example. Uh, you know, how I many high school? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many high school students, you know, do you think know that? How many high school students do you think know how to protect themselves uh, against STDs? And then they come to our campus. And we don't provide them that education. We don't provide them those resources up front. So I think that's a fantastic place to start uh, while exposing, you know, the area high schools to the potential of the university. All righty. So now let's move on to campus safety. So how would you say that your approach to campus safety uh, is more effective than the other two campaigns approaches? And I know that on this one specifically you had sort of a approach of, uh, you know, letting the students come to you and voice their concerns about campus safety. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. uh, campus safety, you know, I think is different to each student. If I'm from Wichita, for example, mm -hmm. you know, the things that may make me uncomfortable are not going to make others, you know, someone from a smaller school or a smaller community is not going to be made uncomfortable by the same things that I am or made to feel unsafe. And I think we need to take, you know, those background differences into consideration. Uh, you know, for example, we have students from all over the world. You know, we have students from all over the world. We have the LGBTQ community. We have minorities on campus. You know, campus safety means something different to each of them. So I think in order to adequately answer that question, we have to understand um, the unseen problems that students face every day. One of the things Jim and Zach proposed were informational meetings on sexual assault and guns on campus. Uh, these plans are already taking action today. With WU 101, they tackle it right when uh, the freshmen get here. Uh, and also, STAND uh, does a lot of, brings a lot of people on campus to educate us already. Uh, the issue is uh, getting students to go there. That's what we really have to look at when dealing with this. And uh, they didn't propose anything to get students to go there. You mean as a sort of incentive? Yeah. Okay. You know, for example, Shelly Behrman was hired on and, you know, part of her job description is specifically student engagement and sexual assault response and awareness. And, you know, one of the issues that I've talked with her firsthand about is how you incentivize students to go to these things. And the Sir Henry ticket didn't propose any solutions to that at all. So we just touched on campus safety. Now let's move on to talk about mental health services. How does your campaign's platform on mental health compare with the other two campaigns addressing mental health services? Uh, this is an issue I'm very passionate about. Uh, I've kind of struggled with this myself a little bit. And uh, when uh, Jim Henry says, you know, every student goes through a little bit of anxiety and depression, uh, it was, you know, I don't think he completely understands the severity of this topic. Uh, yes, every student has stress and goes through rough patches, but this is completely different from being diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and other conditions. Affording appropriate difference to mental health conditions 
that are more severe is not only recommended, but it will be required for adequately responding to the deficiency in counseling services. We also realize that we need to reach out to the students that don't necessarily ask for help. Uh, these are the students that are at risk of dropping out because they don't know how to handle you know, stressful situations or their uh, depression in their proper ways. Uh, and they're also a danger to themselves. Uh, that's why we want to battle this on all fronts. If we can catch early warning signs, we can prevent these issues for the students who try to bottle up these problems or don't feel like they matter. We will be here to remind them that every student matters. Uh, you know, I think an area that my professional experience comes in handy is through this mental health awareness. And, uh, you know, both campaigns talk about increasing resources to the Counseling Services Center. But my experience in state politics shows me, you know, the university cannot be planning on getting any more funding anytime soon. Uh, you know, so I think it's important to talk about where those resources going to come from. Who is going to sign off on that? You know, of course, we want to assume that the university will invest in this. But sometimes, you know, they just can't. As then, of, hmm? uh, just to clarify, this is in reference to... Uh, Governor Brownback's cuts on education, correct? Yeah, they, you know, they impact Washburn not as severely as they do other schools, but Washburn has seen its share of cuts. And, you know, when we're going to talk about increasing resources to things like mental health, that's not a small feat. And, uh, you know, in doing so, we need to take into consideration what's possible. As a freshman student, uh, you know, I went through depression and I went in and I was diagnosed with depression, as many freshman students are. And, you know, I think it shows a lack of understanding of the issue, of the depth of the issue, the complications of mental health uh, response and awareness when the other campaigns talk about issues like, you know, depression and anxiety that could potentially lead to, you know, serious issues like suicidal thoughts as though it's the same as, you know, test anxiety. They're not the same. Very well said. So on to our last issue now, of course. Let's talk a little bit about campus involvement. Uh, how does your approach to campus involvement compare with the other two campaigns? Well, uh, you know, Scott and I said earlier we have a combined seven years of experience on campus. And, uh, you know, that's exposed us to so many areas of the university that we can be thankful for that we have. Uh, but campus involvement specifically, we want to target uh, athletic events and um, other events around campus, such as theater shows or art shows, uh, you know, by introducing buddy passes in which each student receives uh, one or two buddy passes per semester, uh, you know, depending on what's affordable, depending on what fits into the budget. <laughs> and uh, then as well, proposing $10 concession nights, uh, one for each sports team. And, uh, you know, I don't know, the first 35 or 50 people in attendance get a $10 coupon for concessions. And so then paired with the buddy pass, a student could conceivably, you know, attend a university event, attend, uh, you know, some campus campus event that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to go to. Uh, with my experience in Greek life and uh, WSGA as a senator, I've uh, realized what works and what doesn't work with student involvement and getting, you know, students to stay in town for the uh, ones that are... You know, traveling to like say Lawrence and Manhattan yeah. for different entertainment events. Exactly, and the Toothacre Ariaga campaign proposed to make uh, events mandatory to get WSGA funding, and in my experience, uh, that doesn't work, and it also will you know decrease the smaller organizations from requesting funding 
and making a bigger impact on campus. So that's kind of counterproductive. It'll do the opposite of what the goals are. You know, and also, if we're going to talk about making sure that each student matters, you know, our slogan is you matter, what does a policy like that do to student organizations that are based around non-traditional students or commuters? If you're going to mandate that an organization require its members to attend, let's say, three activities, three campus events per semester, what, you know, what if you have a non-traditional student that works full-time and has two kids? How are you going to mandate those students to prioritize, uh, you know, their three campus activities over their outside obligations? I think it shows a lack of understanding of the demographics of the university. I think that it isolates and alienates those students that may not have the resources available to allow them to go to the three campus events per semester in order to get the WSGA funding that their student fees are paying for. Uh, I don't think that's fair. Sir Henry uh, proposed kind of a lighter thing to deal with this just by simply encouraging students to uh, join organizations. Once again, this already happens. Uh, we really need to look at the... Uh, kind of root problem to this, and it's a kind of the lack of college atmosphere around us. You go to, you know, Aggieville or Mastery, it has a real college feel. So uh, one thing that really separates us is uh, we want to utilize the uh, empty spaces around campus and see what we can do with that. We've begun talking to local business owners, uh, Washburn alumni, and the business faculty about really investing in this idea and they all believe it's very feasible. We realize this is going to take some time but we really think it's important to get the ball rolling on you know such an important issue. Uh, we've done our own research and there's about 10 empty spaces within walking distance of campus that we could utilize to you know create an extension of maybe library where we can serve yogurt and it'd be another place to study and that's just one of the many possible ideas. Yeah, when we were talking to the business faculty, uh, they said that they've had classes specifically for the vacant space next to Burger Sand, for example. They've had classes figure out a business plan, so we're already familiar with some of the issues that we may face, and none of them are insurmountable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, by utilizing the resources that we have on campus, there's no reason that we can't create a more active um, off-campus social life. Coming from Topeka, I've already made a lot of connections with the local business owners. Uh, for example, J.D. Bloomer, the CEO of Topeka Night Out, has the same goal as us, kind of make Topeka more entertaining. And that's going to go a long way with keeping students in town and school spirit and campus involvement. All righty. Well, that wraps up for the issues. But before we go, I'd like to take a moment to flip the coin here. What's one thing that you applaud the other campaigns for doing? Oh, this is an easy one. From the very from the very start, I've been so impressed with the Toothaker and Ariaga campaign. Uh, you know, being freshmen on campus, that's a big deal to run for executive positions in WSGA. Uh, I'm a women's studies minor, and it gets my heart just a flutter to see, <laughs> you know, to see young women excited to take on leadership positions on campus. I think it speaks to the atmosphere that we've created, you know, for uh, emotional, personal, you know, and psychological growth. And on the Sir Henry campaign, I think it's awesome to see these two men stepping up. One of them is a transfer student. You know, again, speaks to the atmosphere that we've created on the university, um, open and accepting. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a class with uh, Zach Surrett and 
kind of have a class with him this semester too. And he's a really good guy. And uh, during this campaign, I've noticed he's also really well-spoken. I also have a class with Tori. And uh, even though we're campaigning against each other, uh, in this class, we've often helped each other out. And, you know, I think that goes to show no matter what the results of the election are, we're going to work together to make a difference on this campus. All right. Well, that actually ties into my last question for the night. And I promise it's the last question. <laughs> um, in the future, regardless of the results of the election, what do you think is the most important issue that you and the other campaigns could work together on? You know, I would say probably increasing uh, minority minorities on campus and um, increasing the differences we have in students and their socioeconomic backgrounds. You know, those are two areas of diversity that make a huge impact on policy and campus atmosphere. And uh, while the university has done a lot to change and impact, you know, and make those things better, I think that between the six of us, we know a lot of people and we have a lot of good resources. And I think that, you know, we can easily work together to increase the prominence of minority students on campus. One of the issues I believe is most important to work together on is making WSGA have more of an impact on the future direction that Washburn is going. Uh, and that's what WSGA is supposed to do. It's supposed to represent the students in the best way possible. And, uh, when WSGA is limited in that, it's going to be an issue representing all the students at this university. And our slogan, you know, you're not just a number here at Washburn, you're a person. And in case anybody forgets that, we'll be there to remind them, you matter. All righty. Well, Alexis, Scott, it's been great to have you here tonight. Really appreciated the discussion. Very informative answers about the platforms and the other campaigns as well. Once again, this has been Mark Fearborn with the Washburn Review. Thank you to all of our listeners who have been tuning in to the election coverage. And I encourage you to come visit us at our live debate on March 9th at 6 p.m. where the Simmons-Weinkoff ticket as well as the Surat Henry and Tuthaker Ariaga tickets will all be going head-to-head -head on the issues that you've been hearing about in real time. So... Be sure to head on out there and continue to stay tuned to all of our coverage of the election. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Go bods! <laughs> <laughs>